Hello, and welcome to the Dance Teacher Toolbox. I'm your host, Brenda Bobby, and here you'll find all things dance. So whether you're a dancer, a dance educator, studio owner, or just a lover of movement, I'm here to help you find the tips, tricks, and tools you need to be a success. Today's guest is a dancer, singer, and health and fitness coach. She started her professional dance career as a Nick City dancer and later went on to produce her own rock and roll cabaret company, The Candy Janes. She has taught extensively across the USA in private studios as well as the public education system and for many non-for-profit organizations. She is currently the program director of Celebrate the Beat, which is a nonprofit program that serves at-risk youth in Colorado. She is also the CEO of her own heart and hustle business, which is done online. I've asked her here today to talk about creating different revenue streams while growing your program, which I think is a very relevant topic for where we are in our nation and world today. So I'm very excited for her to share her insight and inspiration with you. Please welcome to the Dance Teacher Toolbox, Chris Ashley. We're not trying to promote any different, you know, marketing or MLM or any type of things, but you you chose to join a team that did online health and fitness coaching, but you took more of that dance perspective with your, with your program. Is that accurate? Or tell me a little bit about what you did, how you decided to focus that. Cause I know when I worked with Megan at the gym, also, I was taking some of her classes before she moved and you know, she kept her businesses very separate. And I find this very interesting, especially where we are today with where we are in the world and how artists and performers are really like nervous and anxious about, you know, revenue streams. And I've been doing a lot of reading and researching. They say like millionaires, most millionaires have a minimum of like seven different income streams within their, their, that they're generating. So they're not just focused on one business, but you know, they have their primary business, but then they have these other revenue streams so that they're not so reliant on one source. Should it be pressured to not perform in a certain way? Was that part of the reason why you decided to go into the health and fitness or what, what, what yeah. made you do it? Cause I know it is, it's an investment of time and commitment. Yeah. And let's be honest. Uh, I even did it for a little bit. It, it, it isn't an immediate result. Like it takes time and, you know, consistency and effort. And that's kind of hard to come by when you're working, you know, three other jobs and, you know, you're not getting anything out of it initially. You know, you've got to build, you got to build the business like any business. You got to build the business and invest in it to get a return. So tell me a little bit about your journey with that and, you know, how you built that, that side of an additional revenue stream, because you went back and worked for a nonprofit now in in Colorado, right? So I imagine that it's not a hugely financially booming industry. That's like sending you all kinds of bonuses and incentives and, (laughs) you know, your kids aren't getting like free, you know, lessons from master teachers and new free dance shoes and things like that. Right, exactly. So I, you know, I always had a passion in health and fitness. So that's why I got into it. When I was in New York, I did look into that as an additional revenue source as well. So mm-hmm. I, I got APA certified. I got group exercise certified. I went to go to the personal training route and I ultimately realized I didn't want to be in a gym full time because mm-hmm. I couldn't be in a gym full time and audition and be available to have a dance career. Right. So, and as, as you know, and most dance teachers know, 
it's unrealistic to really make a full-time income just on the classes you teach alone because you'll exhaust yourself trying to create the income because there's only so many hours and physical hours that you can work. Right. And your body can only take so much. Exactly. And so what I was intrigued by the online thing, and I I was skeptical at first. I was like, I don't know how this is going to work, you know, but I was intrigued. It's because initially, because I was moving across country and I thought, hey, well, maybe this is a way that I can actually maintain relationships from back home in a healthy way. Because I was always really bad at that. When you're in New York and you're taking job to job to job, you transition through friends and networks and it's hard to maintain all of them. At least it was back then. And so I thought, hey, this could be a cool way for me to like maintain healthy relationships from back home. So that was initially why I signed up. Mm -hmm. Then I did my first program, which was PIO, which was the Pilates Yoga Infused Program. I did that one too. I love that one. (laughs) And I, yeah, and I was like sold. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I was like, every dancer needs this program. I'm like, I wish I had this program when I was in New York and auditioning and I could have done this at home for 30 minutes before I went to my audition. I would have been warmed up my mindset would have been set right. Like I would have been confident and ready to go. Yeah, I really loved it too, because for me, like when I first, I'm a yogi at heart now, but when I first started doing yoga as a dancer, I found it extremely difficult to slow down and stay Mm -hmm. in a pose. I wanted to move. I'm like, it just moves too slow and my mind can't slow down. And this was a great fusion of Pilates and yoga for me. So it kept Mm -hmm. moving, but in different, it moved my body and work muscles that were different than I used when I was dancing. And so I agree. I I use it even still today in teaching. I think it's a great program. And I love that you introduced it to me because like I said, even though I'm not part of that sales and marketing, I use so much of what I've learned. Tell me a little bit about the online process because I've been seeing a lot of dance teachers who are moving to these virtual classes now with the coronavirus. And I, I'm not going to lie, there's a lot of teachers out there who, you know, they maybe either didn't go to college or back when they were in school, there wasn't the internet and there wasn't all of these virtual classes and Zoom and Skype and Band and YouTube channels and IGTV. And it's very intimidating not to know how to navigate yourself online, especially when you can look at a seven-year-old and they can do it in two seconds. So how is it for you when you tried to start to build a business? online and how did you get through it? Like what was the the process? Because I found that there's a lot of trial and error to it. Yeah. Learning something new, especially in technology, can be super frustrating and humbling. So I definitely had that experience of, you know, the highs and lows of frustration of learning something new and feeling like you said, like an eight-year-old can do this. What's wrong with me? You know, so it is, it's, it's having patience. It's reaching out, it's asking for help. I mean, I would say most of my work these days is social media and I didn't have a social media presence before this, but I just slowly, before I knew what to do, just sort of started, Mm -hmm. you know, it's funny to look back on my, my posting from 10 years ago when it started. I mean, that's hilarious, but it's like, you just have to start. You just have to do it before you know how to do it. And and the great thing about the, the fitness and resources that we have is that I don't have to do or create any of it. I can literally sign somebody up and send them to these resources that are super easy to navigate, as you know. Right. Well, I was going to say the things that I learned in that realm, I still use today. And the people that I learned from, I mean, I'm still, I go back to it all the time. I'm actually going to Shailene Johnson's you know, live event here, if it's still on in May. 
for marketing, but I mean, I listened to her podcast and the way I learned to do things online and market myself and even little things like different apps to use was all through this networking program that you kind of introduced me to. So I feel very fortunate that I had that opportunity, even though it wasn't the right fit for me. I learned and grew so much as an entrepreneur just by being part of that program for the short time that I did it. And that's so great to hear. Yeah. That's, I mean, and that's the beautiful gift about it too. It's not only is it a revenue source, it's a personal and professional growth opportunity. I'm connecting right now with my nonprofit dance job. And we're connecting virtually and we're using the application that I learned through coaching. They all call me a technical guru. (laughs) I am not. But yeah, those are the things that we learned in this coaching and this fitness and health world that I'm able to then apply and teach. In fact, I'm doing it with my 12-step recovery group, you know, and I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm opening up these people to a brand new platform that they never had access to before. And I'm able to teach them and show them. And it just feels like such a gift, you know, and, and now, especially like you said, at this time when people are losing jobs, I mean, I've been watching it for years now. I've been watching people that have had the same job for 25 years with a corporation get let go. And my heart breaks. There is just, especially today, there is just nothing that is secure anymore. No. And so if you do not have your own especially virtual business or MLM, it just seems silly to not have your own business in in today's world because right now I'm getting a paycheck. Right. I'm getting a pay. Yeah. So It's crazy. And it doesn't even have to be part of an MLM. I mean, I've seen people that have been lucrative just, you know, starting an Etsy store or, you know, selling on Poshmark or some of the new like trends on like TaskRabbit posting, you know, that they can do things for people or... Yes. If they have other They're freelance skills. And I think that mm-hmm. that for dancers, because we've been so focused about being in a performance and being around people that a lot, I've found that a lot of dance people aren't so tech savvy. And I think that's why where we are right now is so scary for a lot of them. So I think being able to give them tools and resources to learn and grow is, you know, really important because it could be six months before we're in a classroom again, teaching a live class with a group of people. So for your online business, would you say now that you do that as your primary job and your nonprofit is more of your like passion project or secondary? Or how do you, how do you navigate where to allocate your time, energy, and what you get back out of it in terms of both financial reward and personal philanthropy, you know, rewards. Sure. I feel super blessed in that both of them are my passion projects. I am still getting paid for my nonprofit work right now. And we are stepping outside and doing virtual things. And we're going to be sending virtual classes to our students. We work with schools for in-school. And so we're connecting with the teachers and we're going to be sending them videos and and connecting with them and still continuing our program virtually to the best of our ability. I work full time for them, which is about 30, 35 hours a week, um, 18 to 20 hours of those weeks actually being the physical teaching hours. Mm. When I started for them, I started with a Monday through Thursday schedule. So I was essentially working for eight to 10 hour days. And so I had, you know, three days for my coaching business. I, in the last two years, they've been very supportive of my personal business. And so I teach still working full time for them, but I do Monday through Wednesday. 
and I teach my 20 hours Mm. in those three days so that I have four days for my coaching business. So I build them both. I, a lot of people will build the coaching business to let go of their full-time jobs. I just happen to be somebody that loves my full-time job and I don't plan on leaving it because I get to work with all these children in dance. So both Mm -hmm. of them are my passion projects. I get paid bi-monthly for my full-time job. I get paid every week for my coaching job. So getting those six paychecks every month is what I appreciate. (laughs) Yeah. So I can build it as a side hobby. I can build it as a passion project. I can build it for my own personal growth or I can build it for a full-time income. And that's what's pretty cool too, you know, is that we get to be in control of that paycheck essentially. And I know I said, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but just for Mm -hmm. people who are considering or thinking they might want to do some type of additional profession online or virtually, how long would you say it took you before you were actually earning a quote unquote paycheck? I know you get like payouts every here and there that might be, you know, $30 here, $100 there, but how long did it take you to actually build something that was, you could say was a real paycheck, like that you could go out and pay your car payment or pay your rent with the income that you generated from this online or virtual business? Yeah, it's. I'm happy to share my personal experience. It's so hard to just share sort of because everybody's experience is different. different. Right. Yeah. And I started off slow. I didn't start out working as a business in my first year per se. I would say it was about a year in when I decided to work the business. And then I would say in about a year from then, I was getting a decent paycheck. It started with covering my hair appointments, you know, and my Mm -hmm. nail appointments. And then I chose to use my paychecks to have a cleaning lady and somebody to prep my food so I could go out skiing. You know, it became sort of that I could use it as traveling money and extra money. I paid off my debts. So I live cash. I don't live paycheck to paycheck anymore. And so, yeah, now in this crisis, in this pandemic, it has become a really real situation of now I have more time and I have the ability to help more people and the ability to increase that paycheck if that's what I choose to do. Yeah. And I think that's what people are really concerned. Because I think for me in the dance world, a lot of these professional teachers and dancers and artists, you know, they might be looking to doing something other than their dance passion, but essentially they're always going to want to do that like you. And it is possible to do both. And, yes. and still, you know, keep your head above yes. water on hard times. So I think that's really, yeah. it's an inspiring story, I think, at where we are today for a lot of people, because I know I've seen a lot of people are trying to stay positive and trying to do things, but hearing that it is possible, but it's going to take some time and there are resources, I think is really inspirational. So I appreciate you sharing that. So like I said, I'm not here, I'm not part of your marketing company, yeah. but I know that you have, you use Beachbody and I have been in the Beachbody program. I actually have always continued to subscribe to Beachbody on demand. In fact, I just called you because my thing wouldn't yeah. renew and I had to renew it. And they just started a new bar blend um, program, which I'm doing, which is basically like a pure bar, excuse me if I can't use the, you know, trademarking, right. but like a bar fusion. I, you know, taught at Equinox yeah. and I used to teach booty bar. And so it, and it is a great workout, but they have a ton of different dance workouts, yoga workouts, and it's less than $10 a month. And it's a great resource even for teaching. I remember, you know, I'm not a hip hop teacher, but if I had to sub like a recreational yeah. hip hop class, I went to the, you know, size workout because I figured if there were grown women that were trying this like hip hop exercise, Size movement. 
I could probably give it to a middle schooler and it would feel, you know, like that something that they could understand and it wasn't above what they could handle. So I thought it was a really great resource. And I do remember one time when a teacher didn't show up and I was teaching in Miami and I was teaching in one room, I put on my pio in the other room and said, okay, today's stretch and strength and follow this video, go. Just because I couldn't teach two classes at once. And, um, you know, it it, it filled in, you know, and it kept the kids moving. It was a great resource until the teacher got there. She was 20 minutes late, but, you know, it was a 30 minute program. So they almost got a full, you know, workout in. So I know that for me, the Beach Body, especially the Beach Body on Demand, is a great resource for teachers just to, you know, get ideas and, you know, and where you can bounce off from. But if there was someone out there that was interested in joining or learning more about an online program because they just feel like they need guidance and they need someone to mentor them through the program, would you recommend them searching out a marketing program or would you more encourage them to do their own company and hire and consultant? I would say, first of all, if you have like, I choose to use the word pray, but pray about what your other assets are, what your other talents are, what your other abilities are that could cross a line with your studio. What other services could your studio offer based on already the talents that you have and that aligns with your brand? The second thing I would say is if, and I had always wanted to open a dance studio, that was my dream. And and then I got into coaching and getting into coaching, I realized that, wow, I love the flexibility of this opportunity. I don't want to be tied to a studio six days a week with all of the hours because I know how much work it is. And I like the freedom that mm-hmm. the opportunity gives me to travel. And But I would say, and I always said since I started coaching, if I ever had a dance studio, I would 100% align myself with a business like this. And again, it doesn't have to be like you said, it doesn't have to be Beachbody or an MLM, but that's why I say pray about where are your talents and where do they fall. The thing that's great about connecting with something like Beachbody is like you had connected was that there's already so many resources that you don't have to create that would be helpful to your clientele, whether it's dance children or families or parents of, which is there's hip hop, there's yoga, there's Pilates, there's bar, dance, ballet, boot camp workouts that are already there. Um, so without any extra training or marketing, you could just offer that. You could offer, um, if, you, if you sign up as a coach, that's when you can make the income by getting other people signed up and connected to those workouts. So that's one thing that I would, I would recommend, whatever company it is, is to find something else that you can do. Like you said, most millionaires have seven companies. Right. The great thing about getting started for for me with Beachbody is it cost me $160 to get started. You can get started for as little as $39.95. So to start a business that can bring in an endless amount of income for that little, there's really little to no risk. For that $160, you get the entire, you know, the entire year of all of those workouts, which is like the Netflix of fitness and all those ones we talked about. It includes 30 days of superfood nutrition, which you could get sample packets and have them at your dance studio and offer them for people to buy. And then you're breaking even on your initial investment, you know? Right. Um, so if I had a studio, I would have a Shakeology bar. Mm-hmm. I would have a health, those healthy snacks for my, my dancers instead of a vending machine of Cheetos, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. 
<laughs> so there's such a nice way for health and nutrition, self-care and workouts to offer to your families to just have a well-rounded program that also brings in an additional revenue stream for you, you know? So yeah, it's great next to nothing to get started. That's good to know because people really, it's especially right now, it's very scary to spend any money, but we've got to, you got to spend money to make money. We know that. So, yeah. um, so that is the challenge. And I appreciate you being very candid in what the opportunity with the MLM that you're affiliated with is. And obviously there's tons out there. Um, you just have to, like you said, find the right one that speaks to your heart and go with that. Do you have any advice that you would give to any people that maybe are feeling trapped or fearful of the future and not really sure where where to start? Do you have any advice for them? It for me personally goes back to that prayer mm-hmm. piece because I couldn't do without that and the trust that all of this is going to play out. There's nothing that I can do to change the situation or the circumstance, but what I've learned through a lot of coaching that I've done over the years, and again, that's the gift of what we were talking about of it has helped me grow immensely personally and professionally because we're so focused in the coaching world on self-care mindset personal development, that we can't control the circumstances that we're in, but what we can control are our initial thoughts about it. Mm -hmm. And therefore we can control our feelings about it and we can let go of that fear and we can just trust that this too shall pass. This will work out. We will be provided for, but also to do the next right thing and to take action and to, like I said, pray about where else Get creative. Talk to people. Where can you add another business to the business that you have? Where can you connect with something like this? Like you can try Beachbody On Demand for free for two weeks. You can give yourself that personal health and self-care. I know when I work out, I feel feel better. So much better. My mindset is better. I'm creative. I have ideas. I get entrepreneurial. (laughs) So go out or if you want, connect with myself or Brenda, you can get free access to workouts. Like educate yourself. Take this time to learn something new. new um, yes. Update your website, add some value, give value to people. So, you know, that's, that's free. That doesn't cost anything. You know, I know I'm sharing workouts right now. I'm, I'm trying to lead with light and joy and, and happiness to just bring value and light to people right now, you know? we can choose to take that, make that choice as opposed to sitting in the negativity, worry, doubt, fear, and anxiety that we all feel, but we just have to trust that this is all going to be okay. More will be revealed and we can do the next right thing. That sounds great. The one thing that I do want to touch on, because you said you're giving free advice and free workouts. And I know one of the things that I've seen online from some of the dance professionals that are upset about all of these like quote unquote free classes or live streamed open to the public and teachers are upset because they're afraid that their current student body is going to navigate to those free things and it's going to take away from them and they're going to ask for refunds and they're not going to return to them. What is your take on giving away free things versus you know, getting people to come to your program for a paid, you know, space. And how do you navigate and find the balance between what you, you know, give away and what you hold on to, you know, so that you do still have a business and you don't just have a charity? Right. 
yeah, I think that's always something to have to navigate. And I've gone through different ebbs and flows with that. Uh-huh. Ultimately, I gain nothing by holding on to all the information I have. Right. I, I live in fear, anxiety, resentment, and I have given nothing, which does not make me feel good and does not help and serve others. So, yeah, I've learned to give the knowledge that I have and share that with the people and the people that are going to pay are going to pay and the people that are not going to pay are never going to pay. And there are those two different people out there. And I think that, you know, yes, everything's coming into this virtual space, but don't go to that fear place. You have to trust that if you continue to provide value and you continue to provide that experience, people are going to want that experience, that value. And it ultimately comes down to the person. I was going to say, they're going to want it from you. That's right. That's how I feel. So there's, you know, Beachbody is available to everybody out there. But the people that I work with are the people that are connecting with me and what I share and how I can help them and serve them and the tools that I have and resources that I have within that community, you know. So I can't sit here and fear and worry about everybody kind of not coming to me and I have to share that value and share who I am and people will connect with the human being. So if you're a dance studio owner, get in the email and the resources and virtual connection with your community, share the resources that are in that dance community. What a gift, you know, right. there are, we get something different when we're in person. So I don't think this is going to be the end of dance studios by any means. No, you know, I don't want to come together and dance together and it's community. It's, connectivity, like that's still going to continue. So I don't think we need to be in fear of the end of our dance studios. I appreciate that. And I really appreciate all that you've done, the time that you took with me today, and really all the knowledge that you've shared with me through your coaching business, um, the people that I've met. I know, like I met Robert when we we started a challenge group. And you know, when I was living in New York, I took, he was in SpongeBob, the original cast, and I took my godson and we got to go and meet him backstage. And it was like, Aww. it was so nice. And I was friends with him for year, like two years before I even met him face to face, but I felt like I really knew him. So I really, I appreciate that the connections that you have helped me make with other people in the dance and fitness community just by, you know, the tribe that you've built with your um, business. And if anyone wanted to find out more information or had a question, would you be comfortable with them reaching out to you? And how could they contact you to find out more about you know what you offer if they're interested in doing something online um, to you know generate a different income or even just do something for themselves? It sounds selfish, but right now I think it's important that we all kind of like do something for ourselves that makes us feel good and feel valued because then you can share that with other people. Absolutely. I would say 100% do it for yourself right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then if you have a friend or two or another studio teacher in mind or a friend that you want to invite to do it with you, all the the more merrier. We do have a virtual gym that we have opened up from, you know, our team of coaches that we have to the entire community. We have just opened up our doors. So if they're interested, Brenda, I would say have them email me. That's the best way to go to N-Y-K-K-R-I-S-Ashley-A-S-H-L-E-Y at gmail.com and reach out to me personally. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have about the dance world, professionally transitioning, teaching, coaching. Um, and is, if you wanted to join our team, like we would love to have you and we share all of our resources. It's been one of the most valuable assets that I've received from the coaching world, Brenda, as you know. 
that dance world can be so competitive. That dance studio world can be so competitive. And coaching has opened my eyes, heart to sharing resources, sharing value, connecting, sharing everything that we have, what works and what doesn't, and allowing everybody to be successful. And that's a beautiful gift when that I just never had in the dance world before, you know? Right. So we open our doors to everybody. Just email me. I'd love to hear from anybody and happy to help and point you in the right direction in any way that I can. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah. all of your your knowledge and support and insight. And I'm sure this episode is going to be super helpful, especially where we are today with everything going online and the social distancing, which is so like contradictive of the dance community. So I appreciate your insight. And it's so funny that I connected with you several weeks ago to create this episode about, you know, generating different revenue streams. And here we are today. I would have never guessed that, you know, this would be something that would be so important and vital to the dance community. So thank you again for taking your time today to talk with me and share your story and your knowledge and hopefully inspire and help reduce some of those anxiety and fears in the dance community. Thank you so much, Chris Ashley. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dance Teacher Toolbox. I'm your host, Brenda Bobby, and I aim at bringing you prompt podcasts to improve your productivity and performance in dance because without collaboration, our growth is limited by our own perspectives. Don't miss any of the tools of the trade. Subscribe now to the Dance Teacher Toolbox.